I actually gave my spot at Colonial back. That's how Michael Block got on the field. So it, even from as soon as Kansas City happened, yeah, my sole focus is Corn Ferry and plays well out there because I'm, I'm like I, I actually withdrew from my U.S. Open sectionals a couple of days ago. It's just it, I I want nothing more than, than to get my tour card and to be able to do that would mean a good week on the Corn Ferry would allow that to happen. Welcome back to Any Given Monday. This week's guest, Parker Cootie. Uh, Parker played at the University of Texas. His uh, twin brother, Pearson, is also on the Corn Ferry Tour, PGA Tour. Um, their grandfather, Charles Cootie, is a Masters champion. Um, a rich history in the family of golf. Uh, Parker, Monday qualified uh, for a Corn Ferry event and ended up finishing fourth after getting in from PGA tour event, um, at one in the morning, got up the next morning and, uh, fired a 65 to get through the Monday. And that week has kind of changed the course of his season. Um, so we talked to him about that. Uh, we talked about what his future is. Talked to him about, uh, giving up, uh, playing in U S sectionals, uh, U S open sectionals to make sure that he tries to get his tour card through the corn Ferry tour. So, uh, it was a really great conversation. He talked to us from his club in, uh, in Texas, Merido, where he's practicing on his way to the BMW. Um, before we get into the interview, I want to thank Golf Tech. GolfTech.com. They've been a huge supporter of mine. Locations across the country. Go get lessons. Been a huge help with the foundation. Um, just did a school, and they donated a simulator, nets, so awesome to have a company help me out and help the foundation out. So, uh, golftech.com, go check them out. Without further ado, here is Parker Cootie. Parker, welcome to the show. Thanks for being on, man. Of course. Yeah. Thanks for having me. So, let's talk a little bit about your adventure from uh, well down the list of, on Corn Ferry and getting it into the Byron Nelson and then the trip there. So let's start with the Byron Nelson made the cut played well, uh, Sunday. And then how did you get to the Monday qualifier? Yeah. I, uh, it was, I mean, I talked about actually not going to this Monday qualifier because I, I was fortunate where I had a spot in colonial and thought about it. I was like, no, like, I need to go do this. I mean, my, my goal is to get my corn ferry, like full status on the corn ferry for at least this year or even next year or get my tour card. Right. I mean, cause I, I'm able to collect points. So made the decision even after Sundays, like, no, we're going to go do this. And so started off going to, I caught, I tried to catch the like seven thirty flight out of Dallas, but they wouldn't let me transfer. So kind of like, a, a, I forget exactly what it was, but it was, it was like a nine o'clock flight or so. Yeah. Yeah. But get in, don't get to my hotel. God, it was like, just before one or so in the morning. Anyway, I know I went to bed at like one thirty in the morning mm-hmm. is what I, because it was 45 minutes from Kansas city to the airport. And I, I hadn't had any morning tea times in my, I've done, I had done two other corn ferry Mondays and then in the yeah. afternoon, of course, first, first tea time, first ball in the air that morning. I'm like, yeah, great. Like the one time I wanted the one thirty afternoon time, but, uh, yeah, I was, I, 
I've been playing good golf. I mean, I've missed cuts by I've missed what three cuts by shot so far. So on the corn fair, I just hadn't really done a whole lot and knew I needed to go do it and was playing good golf. So I was like, let's go do it and ended up working out great. And now I have a schedule. So Parker, is there some aspect to it? Uh, I think you told me you hadn't played the course before, but um, like, is there some aspect to like you kind of don't have a lot of expectations like you're not supposed to come get in there at one in the morning wake up four hours later and go play like are you kind of going through the motions and not thinking about like hey i gotta go super? i mean you know you have to go super low on a monday but is it mm-hmm. kind of like automatic and the expectations are a little lower because you've had four hours of sleep and you just go out there and kind of tee it up yeah i mean i definitely it it's also nice from the standpoint they they had they had yard books because they used to have the corn the Kansas City Corn Fair event there and they had yard books but everyone knows yard books don't show you that how how realistic it is as far as there might be just nothing down the right side but the yard book just doesn't show that all that fun stuff but so I had a yard book and I would try to guesstimate as good as I can like this is where we're gonna hit it and it actually is really nice because it really focuses you on where you want to hit it. If that makes sense versus like looking in practice rounds, I feel like you're always looking, Oh, like this hole has junk down the right. We need to make sure down less than a fairway or stuff like that. Like it's just, you're just, you know, you have to go sh- shoot a good score and kind of just go, go do it. If that makes sense. Yeah. So you get in, uh, and then for those that don't know, uh, Parker finished, I think 107th at final stage. On that number, not going to get in any any events really, um, but is a member, so eligible for the reshuffle. Has played, I think, seven events total for the season. Is that in the back of your mind always, Parker? Like a good finish is basically going to set you up for the rest of the rest of the season. Yeah, it definitely was. I mean, I was very fortunate to be in a spot where I did get some early sponsor exemptions, and it. I had an awful mentality as far as that. Like Bahamas, the first event, missed the cut by one. And in that time, I was, again, because there's a, a lot of people don't know there's a small reshuffle after every fourth event, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I made the cut in Bahamas, I would have been in starting, I think, Bogota or after Bogota, one of those. And then I got, an, I got another start in Panama, the third event that my brother ended up winning. And again, missed the cut by one. And yeah, it's definitely in your mind because you messed up at Q school, right? Like Q school is where you get your starts. And I mean, a lot of guys know it. You, I mean, it's, you get on, it, it's a Monday grind. If you don't get the starts that getting through second stage is awesome, right? Like you at least have the ability to collect points, but job's not quite done. And I just would say mentally was not in the best spot as far as, far as the way I approached it. And then I, I got one more opportunity at Veritex and I w- was playing good. I was well, our fourth or fifth on the final round. And again, like you said, one good, one more good round and my schedule set because the reshuffle was the week after Florida and mentally just had an awful, awful time about it. But it was Kansas city had just a, after the Nelson and everything and everything that had happened after the reshuffle and again, missed another cut in Alabama by a shot. So, knew it was close just had to let it happen and not really think about it even though it's hard because i mean it is your job i mean i had a great experience in canada this summer but 
I would much prefer to play the corn fairy than go back to Canada this summer. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy things are worked out. Yeah. It's in the past now. And I have a, the ability to go get my tour card, which I would love nothing more. What did you change? I mean, do you, do you change something specifically, uh, Parker about what you, like your mentality going in to that final round again, you, you needed to play well. You did obviously, but is there something, do you try to block out what a, what a, what a, good round could mean to your career as much as you can obviously it's impossible to block it totally out but what did you change specifically like mentally to go go into that yeah i've been working with uh, for a long time now i've worked with neil smith sports psychologist and he really called me out i was like a lot of, like why like why are you thinking about that stuff that's all all resort result oriented versus the process i mean whether it's a Tuesday practice and you're playing a money game or whatever. You still want to hit your wedge inside 10 feet. Like just cause it's Sunday to lock up, like you said, starts. It doesn't, doesn't necessarily change anything. It's still the same shot. And obviously that's much easier said than done. But at the end of the day, the more you can get in that mindset, at least for me, it's really helped. It's just a lot more process versus results. So give people some insight that, fourth place finish i think you're like 81st or something and so basically you'll get into every event but mm -hmm. you went from no events obviously you could have mondayed or got a sponsor's exemptions as a year but you had basically no events the rest of the season uh and headed back to canada or whatever without some sort of scenario of, of playing well and getting an exemption or getting a monday and now your season is is basically set up you like you said you have a, a good chance to play well to get a pga tour card let alone just keep your corn fairy card yeah i mean it's a i would say it's a nice relief but the job's definitely not done i mean still we're not even halfway through the corn fairy season i mean there's still i think 14 events after this week where a lot can happen but yeah it's just it's just a nice relief to know i do have a schedule and go Go play good golf and see what happens. A quick interruption from the interview with Parker to talk about swag. Swag.golf. Uh, last week I talked about swag and their awesome head covers. It, if you haven't seen my unboxing video, I have it on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Go check it out. Uh, they're making the coolest stuff in the golf industry right now. And this goes beyond head covers. Their putter lineup is top notch. Uh, whether it's you're a professional or just a casual player like me. All of Swag Putters are American-made using locally sourced materials, and you can tell. They look good, but man, they're great on the greens. Swag has been making putters for professional golfers since 2019. Nick Hardy, we talk about a lot, just won the Zurich using a Swag prototype, and a Norquist uh, won the 2021 British Open uh, using the Handsome 2, and Rian Gibson won on the Corn Ferry this year using a prototype mallet called the Boss. Uh, they just added the Boss to their stock lineup, and if you're a mallet player, you need to go check it out. There are plenty of options for the blade players as well, so you'll be able to find a model that suits you best. Go check them out at swag.golf, and thanks so much to them for their support. All right. How sick of you? What's the stupidest twin question you have gotten asked? And are you sick of them yet? The stupidest twin question? Yeah. Gosh, I mean, you you have to Tell get the truth it. I'm not. 
Go I, ahead. Gosh, I'm trying to think of no, I'm trying to think of one. I mean, I don't know if there's. I mean, the stupidest one that people believe is that we can like read each other's minds sometimes. <laughs> I mean, as dumb as that sounds, it, it's just it's like your best friend or something. You typically know what they're thinking or how they're feeling in certain scenarios, so it's not like obviously we have a great relationship and but we can't read each other's minds. I would I would definitely say now thinking about it, that's probably the stupidest one I can think of. But um. As it as it, having yeah. a brother out there, regardless of a twin, Parker, is just that it it has to be nice to have someone to to bounce ideas off. And it's not even like horse management or anything. Just like he can relate to missing three cuts by one. He can uh, relate to being in a slump. All of those things. Uh, I assume it's just nice to have a friend, a brother to to kind of vent with and understand directly what you're going through yeah no doubt i mean we all the corn fairy events we've played together we've roomed together every time and it's definitely a comfort factor and we've played all our practice rounds together i mean other than obviously like pro-ams and stuff but it's it's great to have a good friend out there and uh someone that i trust more than anyone yeah it, it's it's really nice all right um What's this? Are you you're playing the next four weeks in a row? Um, mm -hmm. I, I assume even if you had opportunities on the PJ Tour, your your kind of focus has to switch to Corn Ferry for the most part. Is that is that true, Parker? Hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I I actually gave my spot at Colonial back. That's how Michael Block got on the field. So it, even from as soon as Kansas City happened, yeah, my sole focus is Corn Ferry and plays well out there because I'm, I'm I, I actually withdrew from my US Open sectionals a couple of days ago. It's just it, I I want nothing more than, than to get my tour card. And to be able to do that would mean a good week on the corn prairie would allow that to happen. And yeah, it just is my sole focus right now. I, is that a tough decision to give up US Open or is it an easy decision, Parker? Like, you know, obviously the odds of anyone qualifiers are hard in general, but, and you want to play us open, but you really have to, I assume just focus as much as you can on the present and the, and the best, the best case is not to be tired of 36 or make the cut and miss another corn fairy event. Right. That's exactly the thought process. Because like, I was signed up for the Raleigh month or the Raleigh sectionals and, you go play 36 holes, you're pretty spent. And then, of course, BMW is two courses. So you got to learn two courses for your prep versus one, which that throws a whole nother loop into it. And you do that to start your four-week stretch. Then then you feel like you're behind the A-ball as far as recovery. They're just trying to catch up with your energy. So from that standpoint, yeah, it's that's an easy decision. But like you said, playing a major championship, and I mean, you're not guaranteed to make it through, but it it's hard to think. I, I have the opportunity to play at the highest level of golf, something that you've always wanted to do, and you have to give it away. But, I mean, I would say my alternative right now to play Wichita, the Corn Ferry event, is still a good alternative. I, and, again, like, if I didn't get through sectionals anyway, I'd be in Wichita now. So it's it's all good. I mean, just – I mean, I feel like I keep saying it, or I'm going to keep saying it at least, but 
goal is to get my PJ Tour card, and the best way to do that is through the Corn Ferry. Let's talk. Um, let's talk. Uh, Pro Am. So the BMW is is next week. Is it? Do you have? Do you know who you're playing with yet, Parker? I don't actually. No, it, they just sent out like the schedule events, but I I don't think I'll find out until I register. You have to kind of change your mentality of. So this is for those listening. It's a pro am the first three days. <clears throat> um, do you kind of have to change your mentality? It's kind of an entertainment business. I mean, you guys play enough of pro ams, but it's not mm-hmm. a pro am for the tournament. You have to. the The rounds are going to be super long. Uh, you got to kind of be on, meaning you do some sort of entertainment with your your partner. Do you have to kind of mentally prepare for that because it's just not something you guys are used to in competition? Right. Yeah, I would I would say for me it's actually nice. It kind of distracts you from shot to shot. I mean, obviously you're going to play with some AMs that just hit bad shots. As long as you don't let that get in your mind, just it's it's fun. I mean, those guys, the guys that usually sign up for these primes and stuff are avid golfers. They love it and I think it'll be fun. I had a great experience at the Tailmade Pebble Beach tournament. The pro am there actually ended up winning that. So I'm pretty excited about next week because I feel like it's not some, I know a lot of guys don't like it, but I think it's great for people getting to meet each other. And I mean, it's a fun time, especially if you get the right partner. So hopefully I do. All right. So I assume you're at the course. Is that, I can kind of see it at the reflection. You're right. Yeah. yeah, that yeah, I'm in, I'm out at Merida right now. They're yeah, the little background noise. They have. The oh no, no, I can't bubble. hear it. I can just see them in the window. We're gonna. What, oh, what's yeah, an off, what's an off week look like, Parker? What's a like a typical day of practice? I assume you just came from the gym. Yeah, exactly. So I came from the gym this morning. I mean, we're okay. Eight a.m. is pretty my pretty much my set time in the morning. So eight to nine, get out here, have a quick breakfast, practicing nine forty-five ish. Um, and then it just depends. Like, I've been practicing the past couple of days, but today I'm going to play some golf, but it's nothing. It's not, it's not like some nine hour grind. I mean, I've been on the plane three weeks in a row. I mean, the m- biggest thing about that you're having your off week is just getting like, feel like you catch up on your sleep and all that fun stuff. So take it pretty easy, work on bad habits and then go get back into play mode. Yeah. That's kind of uh, off weeks, I assume, especially if you were struggling. I mean, obviously you're coming off two two solid weeks, Parker. But like on on weeks that you're not playing well, I assume it you have to manage not just grinding and grinding and grinding and and beating yourself up. Like you got to manage your time off weeks and, like you said, recover, not just go out there and beat balls all day with, you know, setting yourself back the the week coming up. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, it is golf. I mean, you have a day where you hit one or two bad shots. It's just, it is what it is. So, and I, I would definitely say I've become a lot better at that these past, I guess, my years of professional versus in college. You play, then you have, I mean, you only play three rounds, you play one practice round, but then you go two weeks off and then you show up again. So after the round, you can sit there and beat balls and practice for another two or three hours and your body doesn't really notice it for that week. Because then you go home, take the day off, and it's like, no, nothing ever happened. Like, I feel great. But do that for two or three weeks in a row and every single Monday, practice round, Tuesday, practice round, Wednesday, pro-am, play four rounds, travel, and then do it again. Do it. I mean, 
yeah, this is not sustainable. And so I feel like I've learned a lot more accepting if I didn't hit that great or I missed a couple of putts, whatever, just golf. It just happens. Let it go and move on the next day. Well, awesome. Awesome story. I mean, uh, Parker was, was again, not going to get, uh, any starts outside of a, a Monday and uh, kind of change the course of his season and uh, has a chance to change, like get his PGA tour card with a good, good rest of the season. So Parker, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate uh, all the messages that I send you asking you questions. Appreciate the help your, uh, your mom, brother, everybody's been super supportive of what I've done. So I really appreciate it and uh, play well the rest of the year. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Always have loved the content. So keep keep looking. Awesome. But thank you.